No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much. Welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions, but the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it as always. I hope our listeners are doing well today, too. Well, Brian, trudging along with the coronavirus shutdown here. A few cracks in the door. It looks like some states are cracking things open more than others. Georgia and Texas are beginning to open up their economy a little bit. Last week, Governor Inslee here suggested a plan for us that is in about four stages right now, still in stage one. But for the time being, the economy and the jobless rate still just about the same. I saw some figures that uh, said the jobless rate could be close to about 20 percent or so. And that brings to mind one of the major employers here in our area, and that is Boeing. I understand that Boeing is offering some voluntary layoffs there, or they could be involuntary. Brian, what do you know about that situation? Yeah, it's been a tough situation for a lot of people. I mean, they're offered voluntary layoffs, but the caveat is there's a high probability for a lot of these people, if you don't take the voluntary layoff, they'll just give you an involuntary layoff uh, (laughs) shortly thereafter. And so they're looking at the situation going, huh, I'm not sure which way to go. If you take the voluntary, of course, you get some extra pay. If you don't, then you don't get that, but you don't know if you're going to get let go or not. So a lot of people in a very difficult situation trying to figure that out. And a lot of the folks from Boeing I've been talking to, and there's been a lot of them, they were maybe within a year or two or three or four of of wanting to retire. And certainly it's been very difficult on them there uh, these last couple of years. And And so they were looking at that, but they weren't expecting to have to make those decisions right away. 
Yeah, I saw where Boeing had called off a merger with Embraer. They were going to acquire that company to allow them to put some smaller jets in their fleet, but now that deal is called off. You know, the Boeing that people have worked for for 30 years, a lot of those people who are coming to you is very likely going to be a different Boeing going forward. What are you hearing about sort of the environment at Boeing from the people with whom that you have talked recently? Yeah, it's been very stressful for a lot of the people. I mean, you know, it's stressful enough with coronavirus and and shutting down the factory and all of that and the 737 MAX program. But, you know, the people I've talked to at Boeing, as a group, they're very dedicated, very hardworking, and they take their job seriously, their product seriously, their coworkers, uh, everything about them, you know, top notch and some of the smartest people I've ever met. And, And here they are in this situation. And They've been working so hard and, and it's been so difficult on them psychologically through all of this that, you know, a lot of them are just getting burnt out, frankly. And, and so they may be, we're thinking about moving up their timetable anyway for retirement. And then along comes COVID and the voluntary layoff program. And, and so they're faced with these decisions. Should I take the Boeing pension? Should I take the lump sum? What are my income alternatives? What's my, you know, my life is plans are completely changed. And again, I'm, I ha- am talking to a lot of people that are just, just very stressed out, kind of burnt out, that uh, didn't think they'd be in this position right now. And it's all kind of piling up, all the different attributes are piling, piling up on them all at once. Well, we know that Boeing has had some problems with the 737 MAX. There have been some other difficulties there at Boeing. And of course, COVID-19 didn't help this at all. Are these voluntary, involuntary layoffs, are they all 100% because of COVID-19? Or are there some other factors in play here, do you think? Well, there's some other factors in play. I might get on my soapbox a little bit here about the Boeing executive team or board of directors or whatever it is that decided to do the share buyback program. I I have a concern about that. I did some research here and I went back four years. And before this last year in the 737, the three years before that, the outstanding debt of Boeing was about $15 billion, and uh, which is Somewhat understandable in the fact that, you know, they have to build a plane and deliver it before they get paid for it. So they have a lot of work in process, a lot of costs associated with that. But they've been around a long time. And so, but the thing is that they were making a lot of money and they were taking that extra money and they were buying shares back. Now, share buyback programs are basically designed to uh, artificially increase the share value. Now, that might be done, be, uh, done for, by the executives because they have bonuses or they have shares of Boeing and they want to make them worth more and get a good price for them. But it's a very short-term kind of thing uh, that's not really for the benefit of the company long-term, typically. So I look back and I saw, okay, you had $15 billion of debt. And over the three-year period before the 737, there was $20 billion of share buybacks that went on. Now, it occurs to me, you know, I have a crystal ball now. I can, you know, I'm in the forward uh, time looking backwards. <laughs> I would have liked them to take that $20 billion, pay off their $15 billion of debt, and maybe distribute the other $5 billion to the shareholders in the form of dividends or put it away for a rainy day fund, you know, putting some money away. And so looking back, I wish they'd done that. I think that uh, going forward in all of this, a lot of companies had weak balance sheets because they were doing the same thing, a substantial share buyback, not building up the strength of their own company or paying out dividends or paying down debt, and they uh, need to get their house in order. I would not be surprised if some legislation comes out in the future about share buybacks and the legality of that until you've paid down your debt. 
Brian, those people who are being offered these voluntary, involuntary layoffs have been offered the opportunity to talk to a financial planner that uh, Boeing has partnered there a little bit. I know that you have gotten a lot of calls from people at Boeing and you're welcoming even more calls. What can you tell me about the financial planner or the scope of services that that planner can offer them versus what Madrona Financial can do for you? Yeah, whether it's a planner that uh, Boeing has decided to let come on campus or somebody outside of that, invariably, the people I'm talking to are going, boy, after our discussion, I sure am glad I'm talking to somebody who's a planner and a CPA because we're able to talk about so many other topics that they can't otherwise. The tax planning analysis situation, estate planning, trust, legacy, real estate, insurance, uh, long-term care, uh, increasing lifetime cash flow. Social Security optimization, uh, Roth conversions, all these things are part of the discussion. And most of those things I just listed off, most advisors are not legally supposed to be talking about at all because they're not licensed. And, you know, I own the second biggest, probably the second biggest CPA firm in Snohomish County. They're close to it. And uh, I have lots of CPAs on staff. Advisors at the firm are also CPAs. We can and absolutely do talk about all this stuff. So that's something you can't get from them. You can't get alternative investments that uh, we offer outside the stock market. Gosh, I've been talking about this stuff for years on here. And lo and behold, we have a crash in the market. I'm looking at the stuff that I've been talking about and people are going, I sure am glad I listened to you and did some of that stuff because had I just left it all in the market like it was before I heard it from you, Brian, I'd be in big trouble right now. And so I think it's appropriate to maybe get an opinion from somebody at Madrona instead of just whoever is assigned to you by Boeing. Yeah, you're right about that, Brian. I mean, this is a big decision for a lot of people to make. And I think that some people maybe mistakenly think that because they've been pointed to this particular financial planner that they have to go with that planner. But this is just a suggestion. Boeing is doing this to make it easy for those people who may be separated from the company to find a financial planner. But again, it is just a suggestion. There's no law that says that you have to go with them. And it is easy because it's right there in front of you. But Brian, it's just as easy, if not easier, to get in touch with you and and talk to you here at Madrona Financial Services or one of the planners here, right? Yeah, I mean, if I had something uh, really important like a, a major surgery or something, I'm not just going to find the first medical professional and say, well, you do my surgery. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're convenient. <laughs> you're right around the block. I'd probably do a little research and get, uh, you know, do some, uh, take a look at their background and see what their history is and how long they've been doing it and go, you know, I have an important surgery. I think I'll find a specialist that can handle this uh, for me right. So that's actually a good analogy. For once, it wasn't a sports analogy. (laughs) Well, there's no sports to make an analogy of these days. No, that's a good point. (laughs) So we'll have to wait until next year, even if it is going to be next year. We are really suffering from some sports withdrawal here. I tell you, I've never watched so much streaming television in my life. I've had enough, I think. How many times have you played the Kurt Gibson home run over the last two months? Yeah, that's been been one or two times. (laughs) We're getting off topic here, but I tell you, MLB 20, the show on YouTube has kept me going there a little bit. Some of the fans of the teams there are playing the whole season on MLB 20, the show. Let's get back to the Boeing people, though. Uh, Brian, if people do want to talk to you from Boeing, you offer uh, two levels of consultations, both of which are at no cost. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, we have a lot of people just, uh, they have some questions that they want to run by me and or one of my advisors, and that's 30 minutes, uh, up to 30 minutes. Other people need to make a bigger decision and uh, they need a full financial plan to make it as to whether they can retire or not. And so that's a, a longer one, which uh, needs a little bit of time for Heather to put together in my office, put together their, their plan for me to review and make recommendations from. 
And so that's a more full bore uh, uh, financial plan. Now, a lot of people might be listening. Well, the people Boeing assigned me did a plan for me, but I got to uh, warn you, there's some issues from the plans I've been talking to people about that the assumptions you use maybe have too high of returns built into them. So you might be making a decision based on a plan that, hey, I can retire. I'll be fine because they say I'm going to earn 7% the rest of my life and uh, after fees. And I'm here to tell you, it's hard to earn 7% Mm -hmm. after fees when the 10-year treasury is paying 0.6%. I mean, Mm. think about that. And so you might be making a decision on, on bad raw data. And we know garbage in, garbage out. So I think it's important to make sure the assumptions, the taxation, future RMDs and taxes on required minimum distributions are built into these plans. We get very granular and we try to get them uh, very accurate, but on a more conservative basis. So I think if you want to get a plan from the financial advisor that Boeing suggests, you can go ahead and do that. But then I would suggest that you bring that plan to Madrona Financial Services and compare the two. Again, no cost, no obligation to get your financial plan. It can be a very simple 30-minute telephone call, or it can be a little bit more involved. But the same thing for both of them. There is no cost and, of course, no obligation. It is informational. You're just going to get the information that you need in order to make an intelligent decision. To get your plan, call 844-MADRONA. 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. You can also vet the firm and request a plan online at madronafinancial.com. That is madronafinancial.com. Again, no cost, no obligation. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth, and we're going to take a quick break. Brian, be back with more right after this. Stay with us. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. Has your financial advisor called you lately? If you're retired or about to, You need to know how your money is being managed now more than ever. Madrona Financial Services is dedicated to retirement planning and is now offering virtual or phone reviews to help answer the most critical questions about your money. Call them now at 844-MADRONA to schedule your meeting. The meetings are convenient, safe, and designed to provide maximum retirement income. If you haven't heard from your advisor lately and are unsure about your real exposure to risk or exactly how your savings are invested, Call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA right now for your virtual or phone meeting. Every minute your advisor doesn't call you could cost you. Get the facts about your money and call the retirement team at Madrona Financial Services now at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. Again, that's 844-MADRONA or online at madronafinancial.com. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about pension lump sums and payouts for life and increasing payouts for life. That's right, Brian. And a lot of people there at Boeing have been offered that. You know, you're offered a pension. I was in the same boat at one time, too. And it's whether or not you get a lump sum, I take all of this money and invest it somehow, will I come out ahead versus taking that monthly annuity? And it it depends. I mean, one of the factors is whether that annuity has any sort of an increase over the period of your life. Many of them do not. So let's talk about that. You've got a lump sum or a monthly payout. What are some of the considerations that you want to involve in this conversation? to decide which way to go. Yeah, uh, many of the Boeing uh, employees have this decision to make and they're being offered that lump sum. Now, this has changed over the years. It used to be I'd look at that number and it was kind of a push as to which made more sense. It depended on your ability to take risk outside in the market and so forth like that. 
But now, because interest rates are so low, and I'll explain what I mean why that matters, when it comes to these annuities, the, the Boeing pension is an annuity. They purchase a, it's called a life-only annuity on your behalf. It pays you for life. So there is no, when you buy it, the residual value of that uh, after you or perhaps your spouse are dead is zero, always. It's, there's nothing left for your heirs no matter when it happens. So if you and, you know, you're taking monthly checks for a year and, and you and your spouse both passed away in an accident, there's nothing left. That's it. It goes away. Now, the other thing uh, with this pension is that it's a flat payment. So right now, it looks, oh, it's pretty good. Okay, I'm making, you know, 30 grand a year on my pension. That sounds pretty good. I guarantee in 30 years, that 30 grand won't seem like a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And my proof of that is go back 30 years, think about where you were, how much things cost then, and compare it to today and go, oh, you're right. Uh, <laughs> money kind of loses its value over time. So that's another consideration. I'm not saying don't take the pension or whatever. Everybody's different. But that is a big consideration in all of this. So those are two of the big ones. Now, the the thing about interest rates is most annuities, especially immediate annuities, are kind of tied to interest rates because that's how the insurance companies are providing the income to pay for the pensions for life. And so interest rates are at an all-time low right now. So the insurance company is sitting there going, well, we didn't get to hang on to that money very long, so we can't invest it and give you more down the road. And we're not getting very much money off the bonds we're investing in. So basically, we're going to take a look at that lump sum that's available on this. And we're going to basically pay that back to you over your lifetime with very little earnings, unless you live to be you know, 95 or 100 years old. You're probably going to see very little earnings on these. And so that's just how they have to price these things. And so they don't pay very much because they don't have very much time. That insurance company doesn't have much time to invest that money. Brian, if I decide to go with a lump sum payout and uh, we decide to invest in annuities, let's talk about a fixed index annuity and how that is different. The fixed index annuity, you're going to get a portion of the market, but can you also ladder the payouts? Yeah. And so that's that's kind of what we would look to do because we're going to say, all right, how can we design a program that can offer me some inflation protection and higher cash flow in my later years? And maybe we can even marry this program with taking Social Security early so I get another uh, eight years of payments I would otherwise uh, not get. And so there's a couple things we're looking at here. So I mentioned that insurance companies can pay you a lot more money if they can just hang on to that money for a little bit longer because then they can earn, earn income off of it with their investments. And so you might ladder it. And what I mean by that is you might have one annuity that starts after three years and another one, maybe it'll pay you increasing cash flow starting in after five years. And maybe a third one after 10 years, just put some in that so that we know that in your 70s, 80s and 90s, you're going to have increasing cash flow. Uh, It's going to be much higher than it would be under the Boeing pension. And uh, you'll have taken Social Security earlier because you didn't have to wait till age 70 so you can take care of your older years. We took care of that with the annuities, so we're kind of marrying these two objectives. Now, the, the, the negative to getting the higher annuity payments on the open market, because you know, you know, we've been able to give the insurance company a couple of years, three, five, ten years to invest the money, the negative to, is, is that we don't get checks right away. So the Boeing plan, the positive to that, the advantage of that is you get checks right away. But they won't be very much later in life. So that's what you're giving up. So if we can look at your financial assets and say, all right, we're going to earmark certain assets for the shorter term. 
Brian, you had mentioned Social Security just a little while ago, and that's another decision I think that people have to take. If you're a, a Boeing employee, and let's say that you are older than 62, but not full retirement age yet, and you're thinking about taking that lump sum payout there and investing that money, where does Social Security come into this equation? How should I decide whether or not I should take it now versus waiting until full retirement age? Well, as I mentioned, if you did a annuity that uh, was going to kick in uh, kind of when you thought the max Social Security were, would at around age 70, then uh, you can consider taking it early. I would not consider taking it early if you plan on going back to work and earning more than, say, 18000 a year before your full retirement age, your Social Security uh, full retirement age, because then you got to give your Social Security back. So you have a couple of decisions there. A big one is, are you going to try and get another job? Do you want to keep that possibility open? And I'd say probably don't take Social Security until full retirement age. But I have been talking to people and they said, no way, I am absolutely done working. I can't do it anymore. They might consider taking it early if they're, let's say they're, you know, close to 60. They have time for uh, their Social Security or oh, I'm sorry, their annuities to grow. Then they might consider taking their Social Security early to supplement their income in their 60s until those annuities kick in. And then they can, you know, if they have enough assets to do all this with. So that's where the financial plan comes in. Everybody's different. There's, you know, there's no cookie cutter approach here. Every single client's got a whole different set of circumstances, different risk tolerance, different life expectancy, different family situation, different risk tolerance, you know, all that stuff. So I think that's why we do custom financial plans for folks. So the determining factor, I think, if you're thinking about taking Social Security is, one, how old you are. Of course, you can only begin taking Social Security at age 62. Full retirement age for most people listening to us is either 66 and four months or 66 and a half. You can wait until 70 and get more. But remember, you're giving up eight years of checks if you take it at 62. Also, you are limited to making $18,250 here in year 2020 before you have to begin to give that money back. But you have to consider that 18 250 that is going to be earned income. It doesn't mean that your investment income that you're getting is counted towards that 18250. Is that about right, Brian? Yeah, that's right. Uh, pensions and rentals and interest and dividends and so forth are not considered earned income. So you can still be making that and you're fine. And we did mention that uh, if you did take the Boeing pension, Social Security, you're going, oh, I should be good. You know, it looks pretty good. I can get by on this. And, and I mentioned, you know, 20, 25, 30 years from now, Maybe not, because I know the Boeing pension doesn't have any increases. And I think you just read recently, Jeff, about next year's increase to Social Security. Yes, I did, Brian. For next year, the COLA, or cost of living adjustment, is only going to be 0.6%, less than 1%. And I don't know, considering the economic situation that we're in and all the money that's going to be spent, that it's going to be much more than that in the foreseeable future. Yeah, we've been running our projections for years uh, with this in mind that this could happen at 1%. And so it mm. sounds like our average is just right over the last two years. sounds like it's pretty much tied to the 10-year treasury, and the 10-year treasuries aren't really uh, anticipated to, to go up much because that's why they're pricing it out 10 years at 0.6, because no one thinks we're going to have much inflation for 10 years. So that's the correlation there. So I think it's uh, very legit that Social Security will be have very low increases, Bond yields will be very low for some time to come. Your pension is paying out a, a flat amount. Uh, we got some inflation issue here that we need to address and can be addressed with particular fixed index annuities that pay cash flow for life, second to die. And I, I want to remind people, because they, they're surprised at this, if you and your spouse die prematurely, 
then it does not mean that the remaining balance in the in the policy goes to the insurance company like it would under a, a pension. The remaining amount goes to your heirs. And often, some of these companies actually have a rider on that to where they pay not only the remaining amount, the amount that you put in, plus earnings, minus what you've taken out, but also on top of it, a kind of a free life insurance bump on top of that. So you have security if you passed away prematurely, and you have the security of knowing you can have increasing lifetime cash flow no matter how long you or your spouse is alive. And Brian, those uh, COLA increases, cost of living adjustments there are meant to keep up with inflation and 0.6% probably will not do that. Do you see COLA increases, I mean, keeping up with inflation in the future or do you see inflation and the uh, difference between that and the COLA just, you know, being a wider bridge than it's ever been before? Well, the, uh, the, the adjustments to the annuities are not based on COLA or any other computation. They're a market function. So the, each insurance company will offer different indexes that you get a credit for. Uh, the underlying index, though, on all of them is, uh, has a floor of zero. So if your index was negative five in a given year, you do not go backwards. You pretend that year didn't happen, and the next year you, you start at a low point, hoping that the following year it goes up has some recovery, and then you get a a credit to your account balance that also can be a credit to your cash flow. And once you get a credit, an increase, uh, a raise to your your monthly cash flow, it can never ratchet back down. You never get that back up. You you never get that that up. So it, it can only ratchet up or sideways at zero. That's Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. If you're a Boeing employee, even if you're not a Boeing employee and you're being offered a voluntary or involuntary layoff, you've got some decisions to make, or maybe you're ready to retire and wondering how you can do that in this economy, it would be wise to give the firm here at Madrona Financial Services a call to get a first, second, or third opinion. You can do that. No cost, no obligation whatsoever. Just a fact-finding mission for you. Call 844-MADRONA. 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. You can also request your plan online and see more about the firm at madronafinancial.com. Once again, that is madronafinancial.com. Brian, time for us to take another break here on Growing Your Wealth. When we come back, I want to talk about some of the other things in the news. Uh, Renters are banding together and saying, we're not going to pay rent. What's that going to mean for us? Also, you know, this economy is not good for people who are in business, but I think for entrepreneurs, there may be never a better time than now to start a business. So we'll discuss the pros and cons of that and more when our show continues after after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. The word volatile is rarely used when describing something desirable. It's usually not associated with pleasant outcomes and doesn't sound very appealing unless you're describing a roller coaster or some other thrill ride. And when it comes to your retirement plan, volatile is the last word you want to hear when talking about your nest egg. At Madrona Financial Services, we like to focus on other words when it comes to retirement planning. Words like predictability, opportunity, and security. And while we may live in volatile times, there are strategies that you could be using right now to lessen or even possibly eliminate its impact on your portfolio. If you're concerned about your exposure to market volatility, call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA to schedule your complimentary review. We'll perform a risk analysis of your current portfolio and then discuss the ways we can help you achieve your retirement goals without taking unnecessary chances with your nest egg. Take back control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit us at madronafinancial.com. At a time when the world feels like it's filled with fear and panic, we remain calm. 
When others are making rash decisions based on emotions, we remain vigilant and committed to sound strategy. At Madrona Financial Services, we are dedicated to helping our clients achieve their retirement goals through any type of challenge. We were here to help our clients through the Great Recession, and we're here now to help you get through this dark time as well. That's why we created our Keep Calm and Retire On webinar. It's available now. Register today at madronafinancial.com. Nothing lasts forever, and we will recover from this too, so it's important not to panic. So if you are not confident in your current plan, have concerns about your exposure to market volatility, or are worried about your retirement income, this webinar is for you. Register today for our complimentary webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On. Available now at madronafinancial.com. Register today at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about how risk tolerance has changed for a lot of people I'm talking to. That's right, Brian. I mean, in the past 11 years or so, risk, what risk is there? Just dump it all in the market. I'm making tons of money here. These days, I think the priority is going to be, hey, Brian, protect what I've got. If I get some growth, it's going to be a bonus. I'm looking for some cash flow for life. So in an environment like this, where your risk tolerances or the risks out there are considerably more, how would one go about adjusting their risk tolerance or deciding, you know, how much money and is risk nothing more than how much money do I want to lose? Well, you know, the, the you can reduce risk uh, on, on paper by putting it into other areas. Now, a lot of people go, well, I have a diversified portfolio, so what more can I do? Well, there are areas outside of owning stocks and companies, of course. So, And that's why we talk about fixed index annuities on here or fixed index universal life or private non-traded REITs or different things like that. There's just lots of other alternatives out there. And so we have to analyze, well, what kinds of risks are we looking at? So it's not just a a market risk. There's a risk, there's inflation risk. There's longevity risk, uh, where you might live a lot longer than you planned and the money has to stretch further. There's, you know, all, all kinds of other kinds of risks that we have to consider. So a lot of people, yeah, it's been interesting because after 2008, uh, people were clamoring for some safe investment options. So I was able to put them into fixed index annuities that gave them a, a nice underlying index and can never go backwards. And that was great. Well, then the market was rallying, uh, rallied in 2013, 2017, 2019. You know, people are just going, wow, this is great. I'm just going to put all my money in the market. Why would I ever put it into something safe like an annuity? And so, well, now they're back to uh, going, well, I wish I'd put some money into an annuity. Now, a lot of annuities, as we were talking earlier on the show, can pay you cash flow for life. Some pay you increasing cash flow for life. And you can start uh, laddering these at different time periods. So a lot of my discussions lately, especially with the Boeing people who are looking at that lump sum, have been about how do I build a portfolio that balances the risk factors, the risk of the market, the risk of me living a long time, the risk of my cash flow going down from alternate sources like my dividend paying stocks, my bonds that I used to rely on. I thought they were going to pay me cash flow. Now they're not paying. A lot of dividend paying stocks aren't paying anything at all. A lot of bonds aren't paying much at all either. 
And so how do we balance all these different risk factors? Brian, in the past, I mean, people got used to getting some double-digit returns in their investments. I know that in the intake sheet that you have here at Madrona Financial, when you bring on new clients, I mean, people were putting down things like they expected a 20% you know, increase in their investments. As a result of this, have people's expectations been altered a great deal? I mean, not only do you want to save your money, but you want to get a little bit of growth. I mean, what sort of growth expectations should we have these days? Yeah, they, they need to be altered. And as I just mentioned, uh, used to be people would say, oh, I'm just going to buy dividend-paying stocks and I'll be fine. Well, they just saw their dividend-paying stocks drop more than the S&P 500. They're not fine. Uh, I'm just going to have a laddered bond portfolio. Well, the new ones that are laddering in are at 0.6% on the 10-year treasury or whatever it is. You know, So that's not working either. So things that you thought was uh, just a few months ago, I was talking to a couple guys and they were saying, oh, we're just buying uh, mortgage REITs. They pay you know, 8, 7, 8, 9, 10%. Well, those mortgage REITs, I looked at them just recently, they got hurt the worst. They were down 70, 80%. And so there is no panacea where you say, if I just do this, everything will be just fine. I'll make really high returns forever and ever and ever. And it could have been oil and gas holdings. I've heard that many times. Oh, I do oil and gas. That's, I'm, I'm getting all kinds of yield on that. Again, that, that went away too. So we do have to diversify how we're getting our, our money coming in. And, and that's why the fixed index annuities, because we have the advantage of working with a very large insurance companies that have big billion dollar portfolios that they're managing behind the annuities. And so we're able to spread that risk out. And so they can make promises that individual investments, maybe we can't get with individual investments. So that's why sometimes we, we look to the, the insurance companies to provide that level of assurance. Brian, all our lives, I think we've been taught buy and hold. That's been the mantra here, buy and hold. If someone bought and they're still holding a lot of money that was in the stock market, they've seen some significant decreases in the value of their portfolio. Does there come a time when buy and hold is, you know, is just not working? If someone has been overinvested in the market, is this the time to just, I mean, should you ever just say, heck, you know, let's just cut the losses. Let's just sell right now and bring what we've got over to Madrona Financial and put that into some safe money investments? Because in the long run, we're going to be a lot better off. Boy, that's a loaded question there. <laughs> I don't know who we're talking about yet, and I don't know all their attributes, so I'm, I'm glad you brought, uh, framed it that way, because we don't know. I mean, it depends uh, on uh, many things. And so some people, I'll, I'll look at their portfolio, and they'll say, you know, I'm all in stocks, and I'm going to ride this out. I got plenty of money. I don't need to worry about risk. Um, you know, lots of attributes there. And I'll say, you're right. You don't have to worry about it. So just we'll just kind of keep with what you have. Other people, uh, they aren't sleeping right now and they need that security and they need that cash flow and they're worried about what if something happens to them, can they have that cash flow for their spouse for as long as they live and that will be increasing over time. So there is a different uh, outcome to the same question. So we're going to have, if we have 100 different uh, uh, sets of circumstances, we're going to have 100 different answers to that question you just posed. I think one of the big determiners as to uh, your risk tolerance should be how well you sleep at night. If you're not sleeping well at night, maybe you're taking a little bit too much risk. So, you know, evaluating your risk and evaluating the uh, distribution of your assets and diversity in a situation like this, I think, is really important. Brian, how do life insurance policies, can life insurance play into securing some cash flow and some safe cash in retirement? Yeah, life insurance is very misunderstood because people think of it as like term insurance where you give some money and then if you die, there's money paid out. And if you don't, then there, there isn't. And eventually the, the policy runs out. You can't add, you can't keep paying on it because it's for a certain term, a certain period of time. That's what the term part is there. 
There's permanent insurance that's really more of an asset class. So it's uh, closer to an annuity than other asset classes because the underlying investment generally has a floor of zero for the ones that we would use. And then a ceiling where you get maybe a percentage of the 100% of the S&P 500 up to a ceiling amount. But that ceiling is much higher than with an annuity. Offsetting that is the cost of insurance and uh, the, the fees surrounding insurance policy. So the big advantage is that uh, because it's income tax free, uh, when we take it out, I can't think of any other asset classes where I can say, hey, the earnings we're going to have and the eventual return, uh, in this case, the life settlement to your heirs, is all going to be income tax free. Every other, every other kind of income producing investment is taxable. Now, some of them are tax free on the gains, like a, due to a step up in basis, like a Delaware statutory trust. But uh, the life insurance, even the cash flow during your lifetime is tax free. Brian, on this show, we've talked about index universal life policies, and that is sort of a hybrid there. Not only is it going to pay off when you pass away to your heirs, but it also has the opportunity to grow that investment. Now, when we talk about index universal life, it's tied to the index? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of different indexes you can pick depending on the company. The most common ones, though, are an index, um, let's say it's tied to the S&P 500. They might say, you know, that uh, you get 100% of the S&P 500 with a floor of zero or floor of one and a cap. And maybe the cap is, I'll just round it off at 10%. And so let's say if if you got a policy like that and the S&P 500 did 5%, you get five. If it did 25%, you would get 10 in this example where it had a, a ceiling of 10. If it did negative 25%, you get zero. And so all you need is a volatile market. And so you'll have some zeros, some tens, hopefully more tens and zeros. And over time, you know, you'll have some some average return from that scenario. Brian, who would an index universal life policy be right for and who would it not be right for? Well, you do have to pass their physical and you get rated on that. And that determines the cost of the underlying insurance or whether you can even get the insurance at all. So if you've had some serious health problems, uh, you probably maybe don't qualify for it. But sometimes I'll have somebody that's had some health issues, but their spouse hasn't, and we'll get it written uh, for the spouse. If you're already 65 years old or older, probably not a great idea because the cost of insurance is too high. If you don't have extra cash flow, you don't, you know, you just, all your money's going into your 401k plan, and that's pretty much what you have. You spend what you make, you're putting money into college funds, all that stuff. Well, then it's probably not a good idea for you either. You can't afford it. I mean, you have to come up with money. You know, the one I have personally, I'm putting into every month. And so I've been doing that because I, I you know, I have extra cash flow that I can put to that, that use. And so uh, there are situations like that where it wouldn't be a good fit. It's probably a very good thing to look at if you're in your 30s, 40s, early 50s, you have excess cash flow, you have relatively good health, you think you're going to live a long time, and you think income tax rates are going to go up in the future, and you want to take steps now to provide for cash flow in the future at an income tax rate of zero. So it's not better for an older person. Brian, in these circumstances, some people have had to take loans from their 401ks, and I don't think it's ever really a good idea. But with the Index Universal Life Policy, you can take loans against your future death benefits, can't you? Yeah, that's how it's designed to be tax-free, because we know that the proceeds from life insurance are tax-free. And loans, borrowing is tax-free also. And so uh, we can design it so that proper circumstances, you can be taking monthly checks during many years of your retirement and have those as loans, which are, again, tax-free. 
And then when you eventually pass away and the policy first pays off the loan and the interest and, and anything over and above that goes to your heirs, all of that is tax-free also. So an Index Universal Life Policy is uh, yet another tool in the arsenal here at Madrona Financial Services. If you've liked what Brian has said about some of the opportunities that they do offer here, some of the services that they have, and maybe you want to have the team here at Madrona Financial take a look at your plan, maybe give you a first, second, or third opinion, maybe even a fourth if you want, call 844-MADRONA, 844-MADRONA. You can also request your free complimentary consultation online at madronafinancial.com. You can ask for the mini console if you want. That's only going to be about 30 minutes or so or get a more involved plan. Once again, madronafinancial.com. Thanks for joining us this week here on Growing Your Wealth. One more break. We'll be right back with more of our show right after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. With the coronavirus and its effect on the economy, a lot of people are wondering, what's this all going to look like down the road? I would certainly contend that a lot of businesses are going to fail. A lot will succeed. Those that reinvent themselves will probably have the highest potential of success in the future. But I think throughout our history, we've always had to adapt. You think about the economy, if you're old enough, 20, 30, 40 years ago, the businesses that were succeeding are way different than the ones that are out there now. We have a completely different landscape. The difference is that it was more of a gradual shift, and now we kind of got kicked into rear here and we got to make quick changes. Even in my own industry, I know there's a lot of financial advisors that basically only sold annuities by doing dinner seminars. They buy a stake and try and sell an annuity. Well, their business model is, is dead right now. They don't have any gatherings to be able to do this. And so they had to have a different business model. Now, my business model is very different. I didn't do the dinner seminar kind of thing. I'm doing it digitally, uh, whether it's radio or through the internet or Zoom meetings or Microsoft team meetings, that kind of thing. And we weren't a one-trick pony just selling annuities. Obviously, we do stocks and passive real estate and Delaware statutory trusts for 1031 exchanges and fixed index annuities and cash flow for life, fixed index universal life estate planning trusts, etc. So there's a lot of things that we did related to the new world ahead of time, not knowing that that's what we were going to end up having to do. And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, Madrona Financial, investments, retirement, taxes, and legacy. Madronafinancial.com. Get your free copy of Brian's latest book, The Complete Book of Retirement. It covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing. Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about landlords, renters, tenants uh, amongst this covid that's right, Brian. And you know, when I drive up and down the streets and I look at the businesses that are shuttered right now, I begin to wonder how many of those businesses are going to open up again once this is all over. And the vast majority of them that I see that are shuttered right now, I don't think are going to open again. 
Now, we know during the Great Depression, many businesses went out of business. There was a a large amount of joblessness. And as a result of that, entrepreneurs sprung into action in many cases. And there was some generational wealth that was created as a result of the Depression. Do you think that this current economic climate that we're in right now is going to present some opportunities for entrepreneurs simply because they don't have the competition that they used to? Well, there is that. And uh, I think, you know, honestly, uh, we live in America. There is always opportunity for entrepreneurs, especially with the age of the technology age. And we can work from virtually anywhere. So it used to be you had to be where the jobs were. You had to live in the city. You had to be right where that employer was. And now you don't have to necessarily do that. So we have a lot more opportunity than we used to even 20 years ago, I would say. Now, again, there's always opportunities for entrepreneurs, but whenever we have a crisis, that gives you a whole bunch of new ones right there. Certain companies are going to take advantage of that. There is a thinning out that's going to happen. I think I've mentioned this on my show before. Just, you know, I I can't talk to every industry, but even my own, where people are out there with, they were doing dinner seminars and relying on certain old school ways to get in front of people and and go to their kitchen table and really crank on them until they bought their annuity or their stock portfolio or whatever it is. I don't think that's going to be happening in the future. And uh, so we as a company went to uh, digital marketing a long time ago with the radio shows, the webinars, the video emails, uh, the uh, marketing campaigns are, are all you know over the computers, essentially as opposed to having tons and tons of dinner seminars and I don't go to your kitchen table and pound on you until you buy an annuity from <laughs> me or anything like that. And so uh, we went to that a long time ago. And uh, and I think there's a lot of people are going to leave my industry because they're just maybe they're in their 60s and they're just going, you know, it isn't worth it. I'm not a tech guy. I'm not going to be doing Zoom meetings and webinars and I'm not comfortable with all of that. And they're just going to quit doing it. So it is going to thin the herd a little bit. Other businesses I've talked to, for instance, restaurants, certain ones are going, you know, we're going to make it, uh, even though it's going to be very tough. But I guarantee you, the competition to us is going to be very thinned out. I was hearing 25 to 50 percent of the restaurants competing with this one I was talking to. uh, They thought we're going to be going away and not reopening. So there will be a thinning out and people are going to have to get creative and entrepreneurial. There'll be opportunities that are going to present themselves in the midst of the crisis. Yeah, and, you know, when I think about restaurants, I think about the fact that, you know, with his reopening, the first part of it that involves restaurants is going to be having it, you know, half capacity, a quarter capacity, something like that, table six feet apart. I mean, their revenue is going to be down probably 50, 60 percent, if not more, but their overhead is still going to be 100 percent. So, you know, those restaurants with the staying power are going to be here. But as you said, they will have a lot less competition. I want to talk about the uh, rental and mortgage situation. That's been getting a lot of headlines lately. And Brian, I've been reading about in some cities and and I think it was New York, actually, that 40% of New York renters may not pay their rent. California renters are planning on a rent strike. Renters are banding together to encourage people to not pay the rent because they're saying, hey, we don't have jobs because of the COVID-19. Now you want us to pay rent? I mean, this is really going to have sort of a trickle-down effect. It isn't just the uh, large corporate groups that are going to be affected by this at all, is it, Brian? No. uh, So many of the uh, landlords are mom and pop. And and, uh, a lot of people might think, you know, they drive by an apartment. They say, oh, Avalon, look at that big apartment complex. Some richy rich owns that. Well, that's owned by a a real estate investment trust. And a real estate investment trust is owned by tens of thousands of shareholders that own stock in the publicly traded REIT. And so it's just people like you and I. It's in our 401k plans. Uh, that's, that's who owns these things. 
It could be a DST property. A DST property might be owned by 200 people that did that sold their rental house and put some money into this in combination with a couple hundred other people and part ownership and really rely on that income for their their own income. So if you don't pay your rent, you're just shifting your problem to the person that took their money and their nest egg and put it into this. Now they're not receiving rents anymore. Now they're the ones suffering. So Somebody suffers from this, and if people don't pay their rent, I totally, I totally get why. I mean, gosh, twenty plus percent unemployment can't pay rent if you don't have any reserves. And I would say people that were renting typically don't have reserves. We we know that for a fact. So if you say, hey, we're going to defer this rent for later, well, that's not going to work either because uh, once they do get back to work, they're not going to be able to pay three or four months deferred rent, and nobody's going to pay that. So somebody's got to somebody's got to pay that. And uh, unfortunately, I think it's going to be the landlord in this case. They're going to bear probably the brunt of the economic fallout from coronavirus. Would it be an answer? Could it conceivably come to pass that, okay, renters can't pay rent, then, you know, landlords don't have to pay their mortgages. We'll just put everything on hold for three months and then we'll just pick it up as if nothing happened. Yeah, I mean, I I could see in the short term that uh, banks would be offering not a forgiveness like the, the government with the PPP loans, but a deferral. No, okay, we're going to put it at the end of your mortgage, which means at some point that landlord is going to pay the amounts and never have received the offsetting rents related to that. So in essence, that will lower their rate of return. And and maybe that's the best way to do this because that would be something that the banks are still going to get their money. Uh, They're just deferring it. The landlords won't get their money, but at least we're not putting it all on them right away. And we can kind of put it down the road and just say, well, sorry, you're going to bear the brunt of this, but it's going to just reduce your gains. Hopefully that you'll have someday when you sell and pay off the mortgage. And then the, the, the tenants will be able to maybe get through this tough time period, get a job, get back to paying rent on time. So that that may be the best solution that's out there. I, I still feel bad for the, the landlords in that situation, though. If someone is a rental property owner right now, they're an active landlord and they're going to be not receiving these rents for a few months or so, I would think that that is beginning to wear on them and they're probably thinking about, hey, you know, how do we get out of this sort of thing? And when's going to be a good time to do it? What might be the solution for those people? Yeah, I think uh, I've been talking for years to people that I I thought, frankly, were uh, perfect uh, candidates for doing a DST. They had an older house with lots of deferred maintenance. They've made their money on it. It has huge gains. They're not diversified. Uh, they're in their 70s or plus or minus. And it just seemed like a real good fit. And they were kind of like, well, you know, times are pretty good. I think I'll just hang on. Boy, I, I think it's going to keep going up. And it's not hard. I can always get it rented out. I never missed a rent payment because this area is in such in high demand, all that kind of stuff. Well, <laughs> things changed on us. And now they're going, huh, I'm not getting rent from... Some of my units, I'm going to look at people I don't know if they're going to ever pay. I, I may have to be doing evictions. I got repairs coming in. Uh, my properties didn't get any newer through all of this. And I'm getting older and they're, they're saying, you know, maybe I should have done a diversified into the DSTs some time ago. So I think we're going to have a lot of people that were on the fence about doing anything that decided not to do anything. They're going to be calling up and saying, hey, I'm ready to have that discussion about doing a Delaware Statutory Trust. Yeah, the Delaware Statutory Trust, the big benefit of that is that you can sell your investment property and uh, you can sort of kick the tax can down the road a little bit. That's important. But also, I think uh, what's very important is that you're not getting out of the landlord business necessarily. 
you're just not being an active landlord. You're now a passive landlord, right, Brian? Yeah, you still have the benefits of real estate. You just have a more diversified portfolio. Now, I'm not saying the DSTs haven't taken a hit either. Some of them have had to lower their cash flow. Maybe they were getting 5% before, and now they're getting 4 or 3%. But generally speaking, let's say you put your money into a 200-unit apartment complex versus the rental house that you had. If that rental house that you had and that person couldn't pay rents, your rents go to zero uh, as opposed to maybe 90-something percent that these apartments might be experiencing. Unless, of course, they're in New York, like you just said, where it could be 50 percent. I don't know. Although I've never seen a DST in, in New York. But if it was, then yeah, that would be a really difficult place to have one right now. But uh, hopefully by diversifying amongst other asset classes with larger properties, the amount of displacement of rental income is not as great as it could be with a single property. If you're getting into a Delaware statutory trust and you're talking about rental real estate, that is people who are renting homes, residential real estate, you probably want to go to some of the Sunbelt states and some of the places that people are going to. But with a Delaware statutory trust, Brian, you don't necessarily have to invest or have your money in residential real estate, do you? Yeah, no, that's just uh, um, apartment complexes are the most common uh, DST investment. At any given time, we've vetted between 6 and 12, usually, DSTs that are available. And most of them are going to be apartment buildings. There are some net lease properties. Occasionally, you see self-storage or ones that I'm concerned about right now might be a medical property or senior housing or student housing. I hope to see more industrial parks in the future. I've been asked to be on a think tank to one of the DST sponsors. And one of the things that I'm bringing up with them is I hope to see more industrial park, uh, you know, think of an, a long-term Amazon lease. I hope to see those more in the future. I also think that there's going to be some good buys out there. So an apartment complex that you think, well, I'm not sure we're going to get full money on, but maybe you have a motivated seller and maybe you can buy it at a discount. So I don't mind buying real estate at a discount or, uh, you know, things have changed now. I'd rather have a, an Amazon lease than, than some other kinds of like a student housing type of project. I wish we had more time to talk about that on this show, Brian, but I will direct people if they want to know more about that to go to this website. It's madrona1031.com, madrona1031.com, and the 1031 deals with the 1031 exchange. Most of the questions you'll find right there, but as always, if you have questions about a Delaware statutory trust, I would highly encourage you to call the team here at Madrona Financial and talk about that. 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Once again, the website, madrona Ten. 31.com. Well, once again, Brian, we're out of time for this week, unfortunately. Before we go, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. The executive producer of Growing Your Wealth is John Capuano. Our director of program operations is the cookie monster, Greg Dennett. Our show is produced by the lovely, talented, and dangerous six-degree black belt, our Swedish princess, Stephanie Schoblum. Maite Talavera is our associate producer. Laura McLaughlin is our content supervisor. Josh Toy is our technical editor. And surfer boy Pete Gustin is our announcer. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great Saturday. Saturday. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. Hi, this is Brian Evans, president of Madrona Financial Services. As a CPA and wealth manager, I've had lots of clients who owned highly appreciated real estate. And when it was time to sell that property, they all ran into the same problem, a huge tax bill. Up to now, some of their only options were to either follow the strict requirements of a 1031 exchange for another property or pay the hefty tax on the gain. We have access to another option to help our clients. It's called a DST. With a DST, you can still receive the benefits of property ownership like passive income, but you won't be responsible for all the debt or management. And best of all, a DST may meet the qualifications for your 1031 exchange. 
Now you can potentially defer the tax hit on your highly appreciated property and still get the benefits of investing in real estate. Call us today at 844-MADRONA to learn more about our DST program or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. The news of the day sounds bleak. Schools are canceled, travel plans have been canceled, sports are canceled. But good news, your retirement has not been canceled. At Madrona Financial Services, we are focused on the big picture and don't engage in fear-based decision-making. We know this too shall pass, and the future will hold tremendous opportunity. But you need to make sure your nest egg is safe from market volatility today because you don't get a second chance at retirement. If you're unsure about the safety of your retirement income or your exposure to market volatility, you must take action today. Start by registering for our complimentary webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On, available now by registering at madronafinancial.com. We'll explain what's happening in the financial world and discuss strategies you can put in place to help your portfolio weather this storm. Don't make decisions based on fear and misinformation. It's time to be confident in your financial team and retirement strategy. Register for our complimentary webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On, available now at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A-Financial.com.